0: Come, Holy Spirit, rest upon us, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the love of the living God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Ever notice how the season between Thanksgiving and Christmas has movie studios releasing all sorts of new films? Every week, every week a new blockbuster is released, presumably so they can be considered for Academy Awards. So what do classic films like Wuthering Heights, Cleopatra, and Dr. Chivago have in common with more modern movies like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Saving Private Ryan, and La La Land? Academy Awards for Best Picture? No, actually none of them won Best Picture. But all the films mentioned did win Academy Awards in the same category. They all won for cinematography. That rather vague category that many of us outside of movies don't really always understand. All of those films won for cinematography. To be effective at cinematography, you have to understand lenses. You have to understand how you tell a story through various lenses. Zoom lenses, close-up lenses, wide-angle lenses. Lenses have properties and attributes. And changing a lens changes an image dramatically. Every lens has something called a focal length, a focal length, a number assigned to it in millimeters that tells us how much of the world it can see, a focal length. No one would film any movie with just one lens. It would make no sense. The picture we'd see would be flat and boring. The experience of immersing ourselves in the story would be dry and unappealing at best. Lenses make motion pictures come alive and they give us new ways to see the world. They help us analyze life and they help give us, they give us perspective on each other's life stories in entirely new ways. Today, we're being asked to put on new lenses. We're called by the season and the ancient traditions of the church to put on the lens of Advent. So many times, I know I've heard them, I'm sure you've heard them, all these sermons about preaching about keeping awake during this season. And while that's a certainly common theme in our Bible readings right now, It might not always be as helpful as we often talk about. In this hyper-aware age of instant information, keeping awake is kind of what we do to an extreme degree. So something's getting lost in the interpretation. In another era in the Middle Ages, in England, on this very night... The religious communities of monks and nuns, of brothers and sisters singing their night vespers, their night prayers, would have begun their prayers on the first Sunday of Advent with this chant I look from afar, and lo, I see the power of God coming, and a cloud covering the whole earth. Again, I look from afar. And lo, I see the power of God coming and a cloud covering the whole earth. An interesting lens to begin this Advent season. In the world around us, we're seeing shopping centers and our neighbors' homes and many of our homes decked out with the finest decorations, with songs of Christmas cheer, with parties and wrapping presents and exuberant joy, but today... Our lens has us looking from afar, and our readings today are certainly dark, like casting dark clouds over everything, dark enough to make us wonder what is this Advent really all about? Mark's gospel has us literally immersed in this apocalyptic vision of change. The winds are sweeping around God's creation. Heaven and earth are changing, passing away with a stern warning to keep awake and to see what God is doing all around us, to see what God is doing in our world right here and right now. There's plenty of darkness everywhere right now. Not only seasonally are the days getting shorter, literally almost two to three minutes per day shorter every day. But the changes that we see, the very fast and drastic changes in our political world with fights over taxes, with the firing of media personalities, with the witnessing this year of all these horrific natural disasters, with the threat of war, with the ongoing needs to advocate for the poor and for those uh, and for refugees and for people that have no voice at all, we are indeed living in a world that at times, seems very dark. And we scramble around looking for low-light lenses to somehow find our way. At times, the changes and challenges are so much that many people simply want to give up. Hey, (laughs) no thanks, I'm I'm not going to participate. I'm just going to mind my own business. I don't want any part of this. But that's not... That's not what Jesus is teaching in today's gospel. Jesus is actually painting a picture of how the living God is with us through thick and thin. Remembering Jesus sometimes teaches to the extreme. So he goes to the extreme in this teaching and he tells the disciples that even if they are totally utterly destroyed, even if the earth and the heavens pass away, if they're utterly destroyed, the word of God, the power of God will still be able to act and it will never fade. It will never diminish. It will never go away. So he's telling his followers, hey, pay attention. Keep watch. Never give up on proclaiming God's kingdom right here and right now because all we need to do is put on new lenses to see God acting in the present tense, acting in the world all around us, to look for new signs of life, to look for hope. Advent is ultimately about hope. Let's back up for just a minute and take a look at this through the lens of biblical history. From what we know, from what we know, the people who originally read St. Mark's gospel were in a world of hurt. The gospel was written around the year 64, 65, and the most sacred place at that time, the most sacred place imaginable for Jews and for the early followers of Jesus, the temple in Jerusalem, had just been destroyed by the Roman Empire. Life as anyone had ever known it had suddenly permanently changed forever. And if we read this gospel that we hear today from that lens, the notion that heaven and earth passes away yet God's word is standing forever is a powerful message of comfort, of permanence, of strength to face Whatever lies ahead, God's very presence isn't abandoning anyone. No matter what craziness the world is experiencing, God is very much there. And Jesus is telling his disciples to stay alert, to look, to see the power of God coming into the world because God isn't going away and will absolutely never abandon us. If that was the message then... How might this be our message now, too? We have so many challenges in our personal lives, in our civic life together, in our life in the world. So many challenges, and some of the challenges we face, quite frankly, are alarming. They're scary. At times, hope looks pretty dim. So then why are we venting on Facebook or, or with each other in conversations, but not at the same time turning to God and to expect God to ask? We get hysterical, but we don't pray. We don't invite God in. Jesus is telling us today that God, unlike Elvis, is not leaving the building, Seriously, God remains and will return to restore our creation in ways we haven't even begun to imagine. We have to draw near to the sacred. Even if we look from afar, we have to see the power of God coming into the world. And sadly, even life in and around church at this time of year sometimes gets a little bit curmudgeonly during the season of Advent. Because all around us in the world, we see decorations and carols and sometimes in the church there's people that I call the worship police or our liturgical gurus who shun any hint of Christmas because we are not celebrating Christmas yet. It is Advent. And yes, that is true. We are. But we're missing the opportunity in this to put on a new lens and to look at this time of the year of everything we see, to look at this time of the year theologically, in every aspect of our church life, in our home life, and in our life in the world, to look at everything this year, at this time of year, through the lens of Advent. So let's take films, for example— Every single Christmas movie that you have ever seen has had plenty of Advent moments. Every one of them. Some of the most popular films, some of the most popular films about Christmas take place in Victorian England during the darkest days of the Industrial Revolution. And others take place here in America during the Great Depression where people had almost no hope of finding a way forward. These are the settings of the most popular Christmas films darkness, despair, world seemingly coming to an end. Even more lighthearted Christmas TV shows and movies have their advent moments. An element of despair grows in the plotline. Something anticipated, expected, highly expected goes terribly wrong. The tone grows dim. There's only hope to cling to. And in every single story, the hope never fails. This is our task for the season, to put on a new lens, an advent lens, one that helps us keep hope Alive, One that helps us understand who we are as Christians right here and right now. How we are going to be the salt of the earth and the light to the world. As our mission says, welcoming all to be transformed in Christ through worship, fellowship, and service. We are going to be the people that help give new lenses to others. To help others establish a new focal length to help others realize how much more of the world they can see and see God acting in it, blessing in it, and ultimately calling it very good. If we don't have Advent, our Christmas joy is muted. We have to have the lens of hope that Advent gives us because otherwise the true joy of Christmas doesn't make sense. The experience would somehow become static or flat. It might even become boring. Jesus calls us today to keep awake and see, to see the power of God acting, even when the world seems dark, even when we can't find our way without seeking a low-light filter or some kind of new lens The season of Advent asks us to look, to watch, and to see God at work now. So how are you letting the living God give you new lenses to see, to work, to invite God in, and to keep hope alive this Advent?